1: This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at SixSecondStories.com. Hello, all my compelling storytellers. Welcome back to another episode of The Storytelling Lab, a shorter episode with just me, your host, Rain Bennett. Welcome, welcome back. Good to have you. So. I wanted to talk today about, if you remember way, way back in episode 60, we talked about the undenying storytelling formula that works. We talked about several different storytelling formulas and structures, but but ultimately what they all come back to because they're the same arc and the same path and the same journey that we follow. Today, I wanted to talk about exactly what happens to us as a viewer or an audience member, the people you're telling your story to, when you lay things out in that structure, right? Because yes, we follow this formula that we can easily replicate when we're telling a story, but there's actually a scientific reason why we want things laid out in a certain structure and and what it causes in the brains of the viewer or the audience member or the listener. right? There is a science to this, and that's what we're going to talk about today, the science of storytelling. Specifically, what happens in your brain when a certain group of neurotransmitters, neurochemicals, get elevated when you hear a story and how that forces you to respond. And when we understand this as a storyteller, then we understand how to use and utilize our stories, You know how to tell them in the proper way, not just by following the formula, but why we're following that formula and what we want it to produce, what results we want it to produce in our story listeners, right? So it always comes back to to empathy. Storytelling always comes back to empathy. If you listen to the last episode, uh, episode sixty one with Troy Sandage, we talked a lot about how to tell your authentic story and you know how to be yourself. And we talked a lot about this these these heart, you know, issues behind storytelling, and that's a big part of it, right? That's the art of the art and science. And today we're going to talk about the science, but they're not they're two flip sides of the same coin right it's it, they they always come packaged together so you can't just say oh you're telling a story it's all, all about the heart and soul or oh you're fo- following a formula it's all about like the science you know behind it it's both but if we don't create that empathy then we're not going to get the results that we want when we tell a story so, empathy actually comes from the word, comes from a, a German word, a German concept of psychology called Einfühlung, which is the study of, then this was a couple hundred years ago, the study of how we react and, and the relationship we have with art, art or music. It, it literally translates to feeling into. And that means how, you know, it was a study of how we react to art when we feel a part of the world that is created in that art form right so if we see a painting this is a, the study of how we we react and respond and and kind of fall into that world feeling into that world or that that space that is created right when you hear a good song how you how you you get transformed into the song into the piece of art it's a beautiful thing and, and you know what i'm talking about and then as as the word uh progressed and, and and the concept grew it eventually evolved into empathy which is from a greek translation or derived from from greek uh meaning similar to the same thing M means in and pathy or pathos, right? Means feeling. Same thing, feeling in. But that transition from Einfühlung to empathy was basically this transfer from the study of how we feel into art into how we feel into heart or humans, right? Now we're talking about how we feel someone else's pain or. Happiness, right? We feel into them. I love that 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 concept. So, the way we do that, how we establish that, is when we tell a story in the right manner, in the right ways, using the right structure, like we've talked about before. And when we do that, it elevates these certain hormones and these certain neurochemicals, neurotransmitters in our brains that help us do that effectively. So we're going to talk about it. The way I call it is a, a storytelling cocktail, because it's really what's happening. There's a, there's a, because it's a mixture. It, it it takes these three specifically these three neurotransmitters to create this cocktail. And when we when we consume this cocktail, like like when we're drinking alcohol, you're under the influence. And that's that's what we're trying to get people to be. We're trying to influence them with our stories. That's the purpose, right? So the first one is cortisol. This is a stress hormone. This is, this is, uh, you know, part of your fight or flight response. Okay. So when you're laying out the story in the right way, and this is about act two, right? When you have this rising action, there's ups and downs, there's, there's losses just as much as there's wins and your cortisol is elevated when things are tense. So picture this, let's say it's a horror story and you've got the hero, walking, you know, walking, like creeping down the corridor, you know, with, with a weapon, with a bat in their hand. And they're, they, they just know the monster or the ghost or whatever is behind any corner. And they're, they're walking and walking and they, they, they know what's happening. It's going to jump out any second. And you know that too, right? And your heart's beating fast. The character's heart is beating fast. That's called mirror neurons, right? Or, or you have neurons that are firing just like, if you're in the story yourself, right? So you're already linked up on a brain level with what, with the character that you're watching, right? That's that empathy we talked about. But also what's happening in that point of rising action and tension is your cortisol levels are, are, are skyrocketing. And why that's important is because now you're on the edge of your seat, right? You hear that expression all the time. You're paying attention, right? You're locked into what's happening. That's what we want. The first thing, that's the biggest issue that we have with our marketing messages and social media these days is that we have to grab attention through all this competition that we have out there for our attention. People are scrolling on their phone. You know, It's a lot of competition. They will scoot right on by if you don't grab them, right? This is a way to do it. When you, when you elevate their levels of cortisol, they pay attention. They sit on the edge of their seat because they're nervous, right? They're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What else it does is it spikes their ability to remember what's happening. When you have a tense moment, think about a near-death experience that you've had. You ever almost gotten in a wreck or something like that? Have you forgotten the details of it? No, you still tell that story years and years later because, because of that moment, it's embedded in your brain forever. So when your levels of cortisol are elevated like that, when you're telling a good story, it latches onto their brain. So you, now you've got them, they're paying attention they're paying attention, and they remember. That is great for what we're trying to accomplish. Number two, dopamine. Dopamine is a feel-good hormone, right? We all understand that concept. That's what, where the word dope comes from, right? It has us feeling this feeling of euphoria, right? We feel good. We want more of it, right? We, that keeps them coming back and you know leaves them feeling positive. That's also something that helps them remember. It. Now dopamine is elevated when we pop that tension that we created with the rising action in the, in, in the middle, you know, in the middle of our story. So cortisol is when things are tense and we've created this tension where we have to release that tension. So this is when the hero slays the, the monster, right? This is when the monster finally jumps out and that's the climax. And then whoom, the hero swings his sword down and defeats the, the, the monster, the ghoul, whatever it is. And they have won. That elevates our feelings of dopamine, right? It's so funny. I have been watching Cobra Kai, which is the reboot of Karate Kid, which was on YouTube for a couple of years, and now it's on Netflix. And I I was paying attention to my feelings. And it's so funny because like they do a really good job. The characters that they've built are, are really great. We've talked about characters a couple episodes ago. But you know, I love it because it's a really good show, but also doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of campy, kind of silly, kind of cheesy. Um, but they, it's like tongue in cheek. They lean into it. They know that, but it's really good. And I found myself when the, uh, you know, now the bad guy in karate kid, Johnny is the hero that we're following. Right. And he's very much an anti-hero, which you've, you have heard of before we've talked about before on the show. And so when he was pumping up, you know, his Cobra Kai students, I felt myself like feeling the same way. Right. Like, like I was, I, I laughed at my wife. I was like, why am I getting pumped up right now? Cause he was giving them like a, you know, pregame speech. Uh, well that's, you know, mirror neurons. And also my cortisol is, is spiking because they, they, you know, raised the tension. We're about to go into the tournament and we we've, you know, opened this loop and we want to close it, you know, or when you see him, uh, fighting, right. When you see him fighting these people and you, you, are already, you know, understanding his situation and he gets jumped by these people and you see him kick their butts. Well, that's the dopamine spike, right? Now we see him accomplish that. And we're like, heck yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> so cortisol, when the tension is rising and that locks you in and, and helps you remember. Dopamine, when we pop that tension and the hero wins, you know, right? We, we get this feeling, this feeling of winning and we feel it too. That makes us feel good, and we, we want to keep coming back. So when you, if you're developing series, right, and you want to keep people coming back, that's a great way to do it because we want to seek that out. But it also leaves us feeling hopeful. It leaves us feeling good, and that's how we want our people to, to, to lead. Now, the third and most important element of the storytelling cocktail is what brings us back to empathy. This is oxytocin. Now, I'm currently reading a book, from the, the, the master of, of oxytocin and knowing how it operates, uh, Dr. Paul Zak, who was on our show back in episode 34. When we talked about the science of storytelling. Typically, historically, oxytocin is known as the love hormone, right? This is the one that is elevated when a mother is breastfeeding her child, right? That mother-child bond. Oxytocin levels are through the roof or when we cuddle or hug, right? Intimate, intimate feeling, you know, the feeling of touch creates oxytocin uh, uh, elevation. But what Dr. Zach realized in his research is that it's also the trust molecule, right? It is the trust hormone and it is elevated when we, we trust somebody. And so you can do that in person with somebody and his lab studied this. You you can do that with signs of, of, of good faith. Like if I give you something, you are more prone to reciprocate it, right? That's a trust thing. We know that trust goes back with storytelling way back in the beginning of of humanity, right? Homo, Homo sapiens. This is how we built trust was by sharing stories with one another. We didn't know if someone was friend or foe. So we shared stories and we're like, Oh, I can trust you because we know the same people or we come from the same place. Right? So what Dr. Zach also found out was that we can do this through narrative. It's not just by being physically with someone and giving them something or, or letting, letting them know that you are trustworthy. You can tell a good story and do this. Now this is where the empathy comes in because our oxytocin levels are elevated when we empathize with the character and what creates that empathy is watching the struggles that they go through. Now let's go back to Ein Fulung, right? We're watching this show and we're empathizing. We're, we, we, we're rooting, we're relating to the character and we're rooting for them to win. In Cobra Kai, since we're talking about that, this is when you see the anti-hero Johnny, about to fall back on his old ways. And you're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I know you can, I know, I know that you can make the right decision here and not go back to your old habits. And he does make the right decision. Oh my gosh, there's no, you're flooded with it. I I literally, I just said that right now and I felt it in my body. It was a little spike, but it was there. And your oxytocin levels elevate now, now, This is the kicker. This is the one that puts you over the edge and and you shouldn't drive when you're drunk on the storytelling cocktail because of oxytocin, only kidding there. But this is the one that puts you over the edge, okay? And in this mixture, oxytocin has you flooded and feeling euphoric and feeling connected and in that space of empathy that we seek. Now, here's the most important part of that. When we are in that space of empathy that we seek, when the audience is locked in, they're feeling good, and they're also identifying with the person, the mirror neurons are firing and firing, they will take action if you direct them. Dr. Zach's lab proved this that when oxytocin levels are elevated, people are more likely, way more likely, I should say, to donate to buy, to support, to sign up for your link, to join your community, whatever the action is that you want them to take. So when you're using stories and telling your brand stories for your marketing, it's great. You want to tell them in the right way. You want to tell these poignant, powerful, heartfelt human stories. You want to elevate these, these hormones in, in people and you want to elevate these these neurochemicals in their brains, all that's great. But if you don't have a goal and a place to send them, it's all for nothing. So think about that and think about the timing of when your call to action comes into your story. What do you want them to do? Establish that and then understand at what moment in your story is that oxytocin going to be so lifted, they're going to be so into it and so drunk on this storytelling cocktail that you deliver that. That is your lesson for today. Get out there, think about those neurotransmitters and how you can use them in your stories and how they work. The more you understand that, the better you will be at telling your stories. So get out there, tell those stories and go change the world. Peace and love, everybody. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us, and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please 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 share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.